0: Hello, welcome. Hi, hello, welcome. We, this, this, this is the Emo Social Club podcast, and I, I I remain and will always remain Brian.
1: And I'm Lizzie.
0: And we have two lovely guests today from the band The Safest Ledge of Youngstown, Ohio, Mason and Mike. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves so everybody knows what y'all sound like? What's up? My name is Mason. I play guitar in The Safest Ledge.
2: And my name is Mike. I play the other guitar in the safe sludge.
0: <laughs> Which would you? Right, okay, so who's the lead guitarist and who is the rhythm? So guitarist? we, so we have a lead guitarist
3: now, but like he's not like. So he 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 keeps asking us too. He's like, when are we gonna like make an official announcement? I'm like, oh, we'll get to it, bro. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's our guy, Guy Reese. And then I'm rhythm guitar.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I play uh, bass. Okay, because so I was like, wait, why do you have three guitarists? And now I'm like, oh, okay. no, yeah, we're, we're like grand. We're really trying heavy. to
1: become like one of those like you know post punk instrumental bands. Yeah, Ooh. would that
0: be like receiving end of sirens or um the sounds of animals fighting? The like of animals up. fighting. Mayleen and the sons of disaster. Oh yeah, we we're, we're gonna get some southern rock in here. Yeah, oh, no. you need three guitars to be in a southern rock band. We need more panic chords. <laughs> um well yeah uh why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your band um i don't know just you can do as long or as short of an intro as you want i guess because mike
3: I, mike do you want me to roll with it or do you want to roll with it uh you know what you take it i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take the podium uh so we're <laughs> like a emo like alternative like post hardcore type band i don't know one of those type bands um we just put out a song called Mountain Eyes last month. Like, when did that come out? May 22nd? I think. Yeah, last month. I think it came out May 22nd. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, yeah, we just put out a new single called Mountain Eyes last month, Is, which is coming out on our EP, uh, The Space Between Words. That'll be out this August um we've been a band for about like five years we used to be called like uh, we used to be called noir and that is it i don't know if you've ever googled the word noir but if you google the word noir you're like you you will never ever find us on a google search yeah um in our band camp's still up so you could find it if you really tried but you're gonna go through hundreds of pages of cologne and uh old movies before you find <laughs> it so we were like we got to change the name to something cool so me and our singer Kennedy, we were chilling at Wendy's one day, Wendy's in Niles, Ohio. And uh, he was like, Bro, how about this Copeland song, which is called On the Safest Ledge? And me and him were big Copeland fans. So we were like, Yeah, that's sick. So we eventually <laughs> settled on that. And we've been playing shows, doing a little bit of touring, uh, just doing our stuff in the meantime. So um I guess like if you had to like narrow it down the sounds and stuff, like when you see those like four fans of sections, <laughs> I guess you'd say like like movements, Seosin. Like, uh, what else would you say? I
2: don't know. Like uh, old TSL, you could do like uh, garbage. T- <laughs> tight. Uh, TSL definitely, just like movements. And uh, I heard someone say we sound like Title Fight
3: one time, and I was like, "That's not correct. I don't <laughs> that's think <laughs> that's not correct." But like, that's one of those compliments I will be like. <laughs> <laughs> like one time, we got compared to Three Days Grace, and like, oh, Thomas liked the compliment, but we were like, we know they mean it nicely, so like, we're not gonna make a big deal out of it. Now, does she
1: um, mean old Three Days Grace with Adam Gottner in it, or was it yeah, like the new yeah. Three Days Grace that we don't talk about? Oh, no.
0: how do you know the people in Three Days Grace? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I don't know anyone in Three Days Cranks.
3: I have a a really controversial opinion, all right? I I (laughs) firmly believe that, say, like, the story so far, someone, if they would have wrote I Hate Everything About You, we would have thought that was the hardest song ever. That's yeah. how
0: good that song is. I guess I. I mean, I think that it was weird that oh, that song. Yes, listen, I don't really listen to the story so far, but like it, what I've heard of the story so far, I'd be like, yeah, if they wrote "I Hate Everything About You," I'd be like the song, the song bops. But like, <laughs> I could not hear that song "I Hate Everything About You" without thinking of "She Hates Me" by Puddle of Mud, and so oh. it immediately <laughs> lumped them together in my head. Is like so these hard bands hard. are similar because and they had these hard. songs. Okay, it's not divergently different, but that's pretty different. Are we are we are we strongly intimating here on the podcast that 3 Days Grace is not like Butt Rock or Butt Rock adjacent? No, they're totally butt rock. They totally. Yeah.
1: Have- no, 100%, yeah. Like this was he were- butt rock. <laughs> right. This is like before butt rock was butt rock. Here's the thing: if you didn't stay in your room and listen to Fuse while Three Days Grace was on and cry a little bit when you were like in middle school
0: or early high school, don't yeah. speak to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that song came out while I was in college. I did not have the same I- I- experience. I'm 33, by the way, guys. So I'm.
3: Yeah. To see, we see we, us 24 year olds, we were sitting at home watching Steven's Untitled Rock show on Fuse. And yeah. three days, Grace comes on, they got their mohawks and everything. And eight year old me, <laughs> like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go outside and smash a bottle. And <laughs> did such. And
1: I was gonna
3: yell at me. <laughs> oh, my mom got mad. I'll tell you that. But, <laughs> no if that was yeah if that song was written by like a scene band we would think it's like the hardest thing yeah they're lumped in because like i mean that song doesn't feel very butt rocky but everything else they do obviously does right so like it's it's guilty by association is what it is
0: (laughs) i saw a tweet that was like uh All you white people sure do hate riots. For people that used to listen to Three Days Grace riot, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, that is that is fairly accurate."
1: Somebody said the same thing about Paramore's riot too, and I was like, "They're really pulling it out, and I'm gonna let them have it because it's true."
0: Yeah,
3: you know what? I actually went through a really large butt rock phase in my like adolescence. So like my uh, when I like I when I like first got into music, I was probably in like seventh grade, and I was into like classic rock and stuff because of Guitar Hero. But so then I transitioned from like eighth grade. I was super into butt rock, like Breaking Benjamin was like the like best band in the world to me. Three Days Grace, all that stuff, and then I like slowly trickled into like emo and hardcore and stuff like that. But like I I, I will own up to it. Like I, my first concert ever was Nickelback. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, this is a great story too. So it, was it was Nickelback, Hinder, Papa Roach oh, and Saving fuck. Abel. So this was oh, like the fuck. most, like
1: any, that's so
3: much. this was oh, like the God. most red state rock <laughs> that you've ever seen. And so when Nickelback was playing, they would talk for, I'm not even kidding you, like 10 minutes in between every song. Like they'd play a song and they'd be like, "How the fuck's everyone doing?" And then they would. Then they were like, "We got this dude that toured with Pantera," and they'd show him on stage and give him the spotlight. And then they would blow shit up for like two minutes straight. No, like, no I'm serious. I'm dead serious. That's
1: how you had to get the yeehaws' attention. <laughs> it
0: got, it got their attention. I'll tell you flashing lights, explosions, and yeah. how the fuck y'all doing? Yeah. I, no, no, I swear. He said, "How the
3: fuck y'all doing?" In between every song, and there was. <laughs> five to ten minutes of dialogue between every song and they played at least like 15 songs what? That's,
1: the, that's probably the most that people know yeah.
3: and then when you went to the merch yeah. table there this was at uh I, where are you guys from chicago chicago okay so in uh so we're we're from yeah yeah we're from youngstown so it's in between pittsburgh and cleveland and uh in cleveland like under cleveland this place called Cuyahoga falls and they have uh, a big venue there called Blossom Music Center, which is where they would have Warped Tour and stuff. And uh, so that's where the show is. And uh, like, open merch, like on the hill, as, as Mike knows, there's a the hill at Blossom that's like, um, there, and when you walk up to Warped Tour, it's just awful. But that's where they had the merch at, at this Nickelback show. And each band only had one shirt. And this is 2008, too. So keep in mind, like, how cheap merch was back then. Yeah. I bought a Popper shirt for $35 (laughs) at that show in 2008, and the Nickelback shirt was $50. Of course it was. And they only had one shirt.
1: That's very big. Rockstar energy of them.
3: That was big. Yeah, big rocks. Like, remember when Kellen Quinn got in trouble for uh, uh, charging uh, $80 for that Polaroid picture? Like, that was that, like, supercharged.
0: (laughs) I... Like there's a part of me that wishes I would have gone to see Nickelback at the time. And there's a part of me that's like I'm really glad that I didn't stay like into Nickelback. <laughs> Cause I was like we could have seen fan. them at
1: Ravinia last summer, Brian. They were here. I could have probably finagled tickets from work.
0: Ravinia always seems to have like bands like Mumford and Sons headlining. Yeah, they and so do. when they have a band like Nickelback, you're like, what are you doing?
1: Well, Kesha was there too. Again, I don't know why she was there. I you mean, can't you party Kesha and like a weird, like. Serene, where they have the symphony orchestra play. Yeah. It's like I want to pop the fuck off the Kesha and be a goddamn fool. This yeah, is not the place to do there's it. There's like
0: moms and stuff, just
1: wine there. moms on the wine lawn. Wine
0: moms that
1: they, that they sprint <laughs> you, and you'll you bite other moms. I've seen it happen because I'm there when the before the doors open. When I had to work different events there, they just sprint <laughs> with their wine coolers. And then I saw people leave their whole ass children. They're like, stay by the tent. I got to get. Mommy has to get the seat. And I'm like. This is a child. I'm not watching it. <laughs> um,
3: any show that's over a thousand cap is guaranteed to have at least like a 10% attendance of white moms. It's just like yeah. law. And
0: it's they all law. dance the same. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, so, I'm
1: like, what was your uh, first concert then since uh, Mason over here is a Nickelback, Ride or Die?
3: Hey, we don't need to keep bringing it up. <laughs>
2: Um uh, my first concert I don't remember any of the bands on the lineup except for
3: Shine
0: Down. Oh, oh my god.
3: Wait, it was at the cavelli Center in Youngstown, wasn't it? I didn't it was. I was yeah. at this one too. Wait, I remember this. It was at it was Shine Down at the cavelli Center in Youngstown, which is our like mid-sized stadium. And um it was Shine Down um I think like who was there? I don't remember. <laughs> skillet, skillet was there. Skillet. Back when Skillet was a huge
2: deal. Oh, my God. I saw Skillet up at up.
1: Summerfest, like, God, probably five years ago when I was an undergrad. And literally uh-huh. between every song, same thing, like, Nickelback, when they were like, Jesus. And I'm like, yo, I'm oh, just trying to yeah. hear a Monster and get out of here. Oh, yeah. See, that's oh, that's yeah. I need you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs>
3: actually, you, you know what's a really good story is how me and Mike met. So, me and Mike were working at this Italian restaurant. And uh, so... It, it, Mike, it was like Mike's second day and he's wearing some like a day to remember shirt, like uh, one of the old school ones, like cartoon ones. Oh, yeah. It was the, it was the one where it was the kid that was drawn like
2: Mac from Foster's home, getting attacked by the crows. Oh my
3: God. <laughs> so so Mike's like standing over there washing dishes. This is like 2012. We're both like 16 and I go over and I'm like, hey man, nice shirt. I like that band. And he was like, I hate this band. And we didn't talk for the, re- we didn't talk for like the rest of the day and we had like a 10-hour shift.
2: <laughs> I don't know what was going on in my brain at the time. I was just in some like severe
3: edge. Mike, Mike, Mike was like a diehard Black Dahlia Murder fan back then. And like, yeah, this was like, you were still really heavy into death metal. So yeah. uh, right. he, he had some very strong opinions about <laughs>
2: About some bands. Yeah, man. I mean, I pretty much just hated music.
1: <laughs> you, I mean, I, I have a friend who's really into death metal still. Um, him at like newly 25. So I wonder, uh, what are some death metal bands that you know? Maybe I know because he talks about
2: them a lot. Uh well, my top ones as of recent, I mean, I guess they're kind of like death core, but Shadow of Intent, they're super cool uh black jelly murder uh angel maker they're pretty neat oh god angel maker
3: uh, that sounds heavy yeah
2: i can't think of any of them because i've just been listening to uh like hardcore recently i've tried to rotate death metal out of my uh my playlist <laughs> i felt myself going back into that rut I was like no I, I do music now I can't start hating music again <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's playing too much doom <laughs>
1: Yeah. And yeah. every time he does an interview, it's like, "What bands do you like?" I fucking hate everything. <laughs>
0: right. I don't really like music.
1: I'm just here for <laughs> the funsies.
0: Just, I don't know. I'm really like post music. Post music. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would. That would. I'm
1: really just trying to aspire to be a pitchfork music critic. Actually, is really oh
0: what the Bible going God. For. I I mean, Mike really, really must end the the <laughs> Yeah. That's actually, like, are you writing for hard times or for <laughs> metal sucks or <laughs> lamb goat? Lamb goat writes like some like shitty articles too, don't they? There's, I've read a lot of bad takes in Lamb Goat, but I'm not sure if they're like Lamb Goat articles or if they're like other people writing for Lamb Goat.
3: I'm not sure Lamb. I I haven't read much Lamb Goat. I know Metal Sucks like they ha- they like like a certain type of metal, and and if you're not that type of metal, they just meme you to
0: death. Yeah. I, metal I know that magazines was, are awful <laughs> there, was some, there was
1: some like obscure site. I don't remember what it was, but it had punk in it, which doesn't help narrow it down. and they were <laughs> trashing oh, it was a we interviewed this band called proper and I had found them because they had um. Re, oh, first I got a press release so I found out about them and then I like followed them on tw- on Twitter and they retweeted how like this music reviewer was like not retracting false statements and they had like misgendered one of their um bandmates and the response to it was just like well you know if it's a bad take it's a bad take like i'm not gonna edit anything just because you guys can't get your shit together i'm like hey, "Oh my- they really just let anyone be a fucking music writer nowadays
0: <laughs> it's about having content the content doesn't have to be good or appropriate oh or useful or bring anything for anybody <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so you guys have toured, uh, where, uh, have you like toured mostly Midwest or have you gone like, we, we've mostly been in the
3: Midwest. Um, we really just started to uh, like the to tour, like last year. What's cool about like Youngstown specifically is like, we're around so many big markets. Like, I mean, like big compared to Youngstown, um, like, <clears throat> you know, cause we're like an hour between Cleveland and Pittsburgh and then we can go up to Buffalo easy, Rochester, um Erie's a smaller market, but, you know, they have a tight music scene there. You know, Detroit, Columbus, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Louisville. It's really cool in the Midwest because, like, um, like geographically where we're at, like, we could hit a lot of markets really easily.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, you know, I, I know, like, obviously being on, like, you know, up in, like, New England or, uh, you know, certain parts of Cali, like, must be real nice for touring, too. But, <laughs> you know, I think we're pretty lucky where we're at, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. honestly. I, uh, we've been able to, like,
2: just in our small tri-state area, pretty much, like, we can hit a lot of places that we could do, like, week-long routes or something, like, hitting three or four stops in these states just because we're so dense with all these, like, bigger music scenes around us.
3: I, t- I tell you, when you, when you really branch out into different markets, too, like, you really see, like, how different each music scene is from, like one city to another like Youngstown's a small city and like there's a lot of great bands here but like where our like type of music is not really popular here I mean not not really not popular but there's not a lot of bands like us here it's a lot of like uh like indie rock bands and bar rock bands and like a couple of heavy bands so um you know like branching out to like five find more bands like us when you go out to like Buffalo there's a lot of cool bands and like our emo punk like uh community Um, Erie, there's, you know, a smaller market too, but there's a lot of really good bands there. That's where our management's from. That's, um, a lot of bands on our management are from, um, Indianapolis has really cool bands. Cleveland has a lot of really good bands. Um, Columbus has a couple of cool bands that we know of. There's, there's more, but we don't know a ton of them there. Um, but you just see music scene, to music scene, how different everything is. I, one we were really impressed by, like incredibly impressed by was, uh, in Fredonia, New York at the North Pole strip club, uh, which is, it, it, it's a, it, it's a house venue, but they call it that. This was like the, one of the coolest venues we've ever, we've ever played. Cause, uh, you know, a lot of house venues, um, uh, do it like, uh, you know, uh, no, uh, no drinking, uh, things like that. Uh, like a lot of them are straight edge run, which, uh, like, you know, those venues are awesome too. But, um, Uh, you know, we played a lot of venues like that, but at this one in particularly, you know, it's a college town. So, you know, people are drinking there and everything. They're basically throwing (laughs) a party. So, you know, naturally you just get like, you get a lot of people there because, you know, you're throwing a party and everything. And, uh, you know, we're down in this little basement and there's a hundred people crammed in this little basement. And you, you know, when you're playing a show, like in between sets, like people scatter out, they go outside, they go out to smoke, you know, go up to drink or something like that. But like, you know, there was a hundred people and they just stayed down there the entire time. Like we were we were really impressed like how like tight knit that music scene was.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: it's really crazy out there how like receptive the community is <laughs> to new music and like other bands coming out because like we've played a lot of places where uh we'll we'll be like second on the bill
3: coming in in a room will just clear and we're like sick. This is a great <laughs> it's no it's the nature of low-level touring it just is um you know especially for bands like us like diy is such a blessing because you know there's you know places we go to that you know there really isn't a venue outside of you know all these diy venues um Mm -hmm. you know akron toledo places like that that have really really strong diy communities i mean they make touring possible for small bands like us and you know i mean i you know we could sit here and count off all day like all the bands that like started off you know like playing all these diy venues and everything so really having that community and like how like like uh like tight-knit we see from city to city it is and everything it's just really cool because i don't know it just helps the dream you know what i mean
0: yeah what are some
1: of like your uh, oh
0: (laughs) no you go ahead sorry
1: (laughs) i just wanted what are some of your kind of like Favorite bands that you've either encountered or listened to that are in kind of like your area that you've been able to kind of hit around pretty frequently?
3: So, like bands we played with, like any bands
1: a- you played with are like bands that you really like that are in that kind of area.
3: Okay. Um, Mike, how about you go first on this one? Uh, I'm gonna do the standby is number one because they
2: are absolutely fucking fantastic, incredibly talented, and nice boys. Nice boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ruling. Really- our hometown they're uh in the they're taking the new age aspect of spoken word like their the movements direction they're super sick uh boys yuri love them they're also from young can't
3: forget carpool
2: oh carpool man they're from new york absolutely like one of my favorite bands the nicest people i've ever met they play- <laughs>
3: some mean tunes. <laughs> oh man, the, the, the carpool was some really funny guys. We, re, we really like carpool. They just put out a new record. Uh, uh, they got that salty song on it and man, they're really great. Um, so carpool is definitely like I, a, a real big one. Uh, there's this band Fernway from Buffalo, New York that I'm just like obsessed with. Um, uh, they're, they're real tight with like a lot of those bands. And I know their guitar player, Brett from, uh, like a Spotify group we're in um the standby is a big one for us uh for all of us in our band um and they're you know on our management as well um cerulean yuri um elbow room from cleveland's really great um black swan from columbus oh this, black this band is different i i encourage anybody to check out black swan from uh, columbus think of like sworn in meets like uh like think of like i like a hype beast sworn in that's it's, like the, that's the vibe. No, it's it's really cool. They're they're such a great band.
2: Yeah, they're really cool too. And they're like they're like sworn in with a little dash of Rage Against the Machine, and they're all wearing Supreme.
3: Yeah, and they're all wearing Supreme. They all got the video oh and everything. God. Like they got the image down perfect. What? They're they're all real cool. There's we got to we'll send it to you guys later. It's this video of. Uh, the singer like stomping on the American flag and stuff during a show we played with them and then our our photographer was like taking a video of it and he immediately after that he zooms over to this this mom and her kid and they're like they the look on their face I can't even describe it to you I just have to send it to you it's like have you ever seen that have you ever seen that painting of uh uh it's it's the thing it looks like they're in Kansas or something and it's going like (laughs) like it looks really shocked and oh, it's you mean screen
1: face? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. They,
3: la- they like had the screen face.
1: <laughs> Karen, that was the beginning of the revolution. But,
3: yeah, that was where the first Karen was born. First Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those definitely like the bands. Uh for, uh, for us, I, I can't. I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody, but uh, oh, one more Grievance Club. Oh, the Grievance Club from uh, they're from Lakewood now, but uh, or Kent, um. I don't know, but their their guitar player Steve uh produces all our records, so he's a he's a great guy and his band's fantastic.
0: I like their name. Yeah. Uh do you feel because I mean I've only I I used to be in bands and none of them went anywhere, and that's why I have a podcast now. But uh Lizzie doesn't have that excuse. I have the excuse I, of I'm you know, sorry,
1: I don't have any musical talent. That's why I went into the business side of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Lizzie has her entire future ahead of her, and I have uh, multiple failed bands, and uh, here I am <laughs> with my podcast. Um, but I, I, so one thing about being in Chicago is that like it is such a huge market, and there's constantly something going on. Not right now, so much, but normal <laughs> time, normal situation. There's so much going on, different shows across the city, different, different uh, genres, different whatever. And I feel like when you're in such a big market, it's very hard to break through. Like, do you feel that like coming up in, I, I, I don't want to say it's a small town cause I don't know how big young is, but like assuming that you're nearby, like larger cities and larger markets and, and having that, that, uh, that, that sort of like smaller town feel and able to go to those larger markets. Do you feel like that is more of a benefit for a band?
3: Uh, that's a loaded question. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I'll
3: get I'll, I'll get my piece on it. So it's being from we're kind of like a special case because we're a small market that's in between two big markets. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like there's a lot of variety to, uh, to find like a uh, in a you know an audience for your band. But like I think being from a small market is a disadvantage because especially like uh, you know in earlier stages of this band where you're playing, like, you know, ticket sale shows or things like that, you know, it helps to be from that bigger market and have people that, you know, live close to those places to sell those tickets to and shows and things such as that. Um, I I think there's more perks of being from a a bigger market, but that's from like our perspective, because like, you know, it's just another thing too, is in bigger markets, there's usually just bigger music scenes to be, Mm -hmm. to put it frank. Um, In Youngstown, there's basically two music venues. Um, so there's just not, I mean, there's been more in the past, but there's there hasn't always been a lot of opportunity. You know, we can dominate our market and be like the biggest band of our genre in our city, but um, I think there's more perks of being from a big market. What do you think, Mike? Um, I I have to agree with
2: you on it having its disadvantages because being in this small market when we are like reaching out to play those ticket sales shows and they want us to push for them but they put locals on it that are close we feel very like distraught going into it because how are we going to compete with someone that lives in that city oh yeah so, it, it, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry oh you're good but like if we're competing with those bands is pretty much going to be impossible. So, not always.
3: We're, not always. We not a- we're, we're it's different because we're really good at selling tickets. Like I for bands we're really good, but some bands aren't to be frank because some bands are just really introverted people. You know what I mean? You you can't help that sometimes. I think we've all learned to be super pushy and that's why we've gotten results, but some bands, you know, aren't that way because that's just not their personalities. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean uh I I pretty much was forced through this band to get over social anxiety. And i <laughs> now I work in the public, which is insane to me because I used to just work food service. I was like, yeah, that's cool. But being in this and wanting to push hard enough to get uh, these people from our market or other markets to try and like actually come see us made me not so much extroverted, but I can like really say that I'm pushing to get past all of it to make sure people in our own city come and see the band.
0: Hey Mike, I'm, I'm sorry. I talked over you. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned through all of these zoom calls that like, it's, it's just so hard to have like a normal conversation the same way you would in a room without like that, like oh, the time between zoom stuff. I'm like, it, you know what? Everybody's just it, doing their best. So I'm sorry if I talk over you guys too. <laughs>
3: no, you're fine. If it was all five of us, I think you would have hit end call by now.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, wouldn't we usually are like uh an interview with like five people is just not gonna be conducive to like enjoy like i used to listen to ap podcasts like when they did like interviews with bands and they'd have like a full band on and it's if it's a band of people that like all talk you're like, I, I, this is unlistenable. Like I'm just hearing a bunch of voices and I don't know whose opinion I'm hearing. I don't know why you you had all these people here. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys uh, are the two, are, are two people instead of five people. But <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I once interviewed a band that was like, it wasn't ska, but it was basically like dad rock ska is the best way to put it. And there was literally nine people in the band and they all <laughs> came to interview and it were, they were all dudes. And my two co-hosts at the time were dudes, so it was just me saying, "They're like, all right, well, no one really has a diverse voice here other than me. The rest of you guys just sound like dudes."
3: (laughs) Be real with me. How do y'all feel about ska? I like ska, (laughs) dude. I love, I love it. I'm not gonna lie. I have like a secret, like little 311 love (laughs) affair, and I know that's not ska, but because of that, I like anything that just has those little reggae chords um <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm not gonna lie i like ska i don't get it I mean, I,
1: when i saw post animal the like god probably 10 times i've seen them when i I saw him at lalapalooza here and i started it was in a big dirt pit we were covering dirt head to toe and i started skanking in a pit with like three other people my friends like what the fuck are you doing this is not the music i'm like it's the music now
0: it is
3: the music. so, so is it cool if i ask you guys a question yeah yeah. So like what what we what uh oh god I don't even know if this will come out as a question, but um like since you guys are like the third biggest market in the I almost say the world but the U S um like you guys have a lot of stuff like you guys get Riot Fest you guys get Lollapalooza um back more towards the thing obviously you got worked for all these things and I'm sure you guys just have an enormous amount of bands and like, uh, like a quite a big diversity, uh, with bands. Like, do you think it's more, you know, you know, Brian, especially as somebody that has been in a band, do you think it's more like, uh, you know, like competitive being up there? Like when you just, you know, you're, you're trying to dominate your music scene, but you're, you know, in a gigantic city with a million other bands.
0: Yeah. So and I, um, like we were saying before, like when you 're into Death metal, you start to hate music in general, you start to hate everything. I have this thing where i'm at i 'm at a show, like maybe my friend is playing the show or whatever, and i went and I'm watching the opening bands, and I'm like, i fucking hate bands like bands are stupid as fuck to me <laughs> because like there's just so many of them and i'm I'm speaking specifically about being in a city with like a ton of bands I'm like, man, there doesn't need to be this many fucking bands like <laughs> And and now I'm old, so of course there's also that, like all these kids in these bands need to get off my lawn. But like <laughs> seeing seeing like newer bands coming up, like, like playing maybe their first or second or third show, it's always like, Okay, but why? And I understand like everybody has to have that dream and I'm already like past my dream, so I'm jaded. Uh I, I think
3: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, keep going.
0: I just I, I think that like in general the fact that there are so many bands in a large market dilutes how much bands are getting from the market like if okay. if everybody's fighting over the same piece of pie and some people are are fine with like getting a very very small sliver then it like makes every other band forced to get a small sliver of it yeah. Uh, whereas if, if we maybe had like a little bit more of like a high bar because we were holding certain people to a certain standard, I don't know what that is. And I'm not coming up with any answers cause I hate ticket shows. I hate like all that shit, but like, I want it to be like more cutthroat, I guess. So that like I, the bands that work hard, get something. I I'm really glad you pointed
3: that out because I, you know, to be blunt, like when you play with a lot of bands um you know we've been lucky like we've been music with a lot of great bands but um i mean like sometimes you play with bands that you like straight up are just like okay like these these people aren't trying you know what i mean yeah. Or you, they're not trying very hard or things like that and i think that is in my opinion i think that's something that dilutes local music scenes a lot because you know there's just to be blunt like not every band is going to try as hard as the next one you know, when it becomes a stage performance, writing songs, um, just overall everything, image, all those things. And I'm really, I me personally, I'm really picky about, like, if I want to go to a show or not. Like, you know, now, I mean, I'm dying to go to any show. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, sometimes like, you know, uh, if I'm going to go see four bands, like, I like I really, like, you know, want to make sure I'm having a good time watching music. And uh, I think, especially when it comes to local music scenes, uh, I, I think a, a a huge like hindrance to it is just like, you get a lot of bands that just aren't really trying really hard and it's okay if, you know, your goal is not to tour and be, you know, the biggest band in the world, that's fine. Uh, But, um, you know, it's, it's, to my perspective as somebody that plays a lot of shows and has to watch a lot of bands, you know, like when I see a band that's like really good, like I really appreciate it.
1: I think the issue here at least in Chicago is because like it is oversaturated and for the last for probably like six, five to six years, like indie rock was like the main like genre outlet. So you Uh saw a lot of like indie bands pop up, you saw like, you know, the half ass, like I originally started in like working in the indie music scene here. And you also learned that there's a level of pretentiousness that comes with it just because it's you know, they just think that they're inherently better. If you try to talk to like an indie band and you're like, oh, my favorite bands fall apart, they're like, oh, you must not know music then. And I've been <laughs> told that multiple times and I'm like, oh, i sorry, but like, you sound like literally six other bands that are in the psych rock genre here. So I don't want to oh, hear what? shit about that.
3: Is your, but... oh, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no, but it's um, it's like that. So uh, just pop punk and emo as a genre here in Chicago has only started to kind of come back and be more popular and more accepted within the last probably two or three years where it's been really been like popping off big time and been more supported. I mean, we have like Beach Bunny. I love Beach Bunny, but she doesn't really identify herself as an emo genre. Mm-hmm. even though she's like oh, I'm writing mm-hmm. sad songs which obviously shouldn't pigeonhole you within that genre but she always pretty much is like oh I'm like indie rock yeah but, you know if you listen to her, her music it's very it, it's that in the same vein but it's also emo it's like emo sad pop if you want to get more technical but there's still a lot of this resistance to wanting to be labeled as that or even pop punk because I know a lot of my colleagues and friends sometimes in like the indie rock genre will be like can you believe that people are like in their 20s and still listening to like pop like pop punk like ironically (laughs) and i'm like i gotta go
3: (laughs) no 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 totally i mean it's kind of become a dirty word i was gonna ask you guys like you know like is chicago like like the pop punk hotbed because it seems that way from an outsider because uh, there's like real friends knucklebuck uh belmont uh obviously fallout boy but that doesn't really count anymore
0: um
3: you know so (laughs) like uh that's something i was gonna ask I'd say, but no, no you're kind of right though. It's it's kind of become like a dirty word, and like I, I think another thing, like I guess like on our end of the musical spectrum, is like you know sometimes like you want to avoid being called post-hardcore, you know, because you can get pigeonholed as like a million different things, um, or people will just take it as metalcore or stuff like that, <laughs> you know. But like you also like this is also like I guess like for a band our size, it's it's always kind of a never-ending identity crisis because you know you want to find your specific audience which for us i mean to be blunt it's like you know bands like movements or things like that but um you know uh some bands are like you know it uh like wanna branch out and just say like yo i'm just alternative rock you know what i mean especially like you know probably like bands that want to get on the radio or things like that
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get that. I mean I work in radio, so I definitely understand when people are like, Oh, let me give you your music. I'm like, first of all, I I'm not gonna do that. Second of all, <laughs> above that is way above me. They are not going to listen to me. I'm gonna, um, third of all I'm, why are we talking um I'm gonna, but I'm, that's always what i tell people though is like if you wanted to do that you have to start to shift gears which sucks because that's like the whole selling out thing but isn't it at the end of the day for a lot of bands like oh i want to make some type of substantial income from this
3: no yeah exactly i mean that's a conversation we've had a lot lately you know mike can vouch for this is like you know how do we get this to, to like a point where we're living off this and we can quit our jobs i'll be right back i'm gonna the bathroom real quick yeah. <laughs> all right cool I'll carry on from that. But yeah, yeah.
2: we uh, I don't know. The the aspect of making money off low-level touring and like us realistically looking at it, like will we one day be able to quit our jobs when we're touring six months out of the year when we're just grinding to be able to survive? Like I don't know, it seems almost like a hype dream at this point in like 2020 to be able to dig up from this like small niche market to be able to actually make a livable wage off of it and like i would like to say optimistic and say oh fuck, yeah we're definitely going to make money off of it one day <laughs> but everything we make we just throw right back into the band like we all have a band bank account that we just pay like we paid for the van with it and like all of our merch and stuff so we just kind of do it for the fun of it with hopefully one day being able to make money.
3: I would like to quit my job. (laughs) I tell my boss all the time. I'm like, I like if they ask me like how my band stuff's going, I'm like, uh, I was like, if it was doing better, I won't be here. (laughs) No, I'm just good.
0: That's, that's good though. That is like the, the realistic way to think of it. Like, I I learned real quick, like yo, you're never going to make a ton of money if you want to be in a band. First of all, and then also doing it from the ground up as your own independent business as a as an independent whatever. It's it's going to be so much harder that like your your expectations need to match what you are going to work for. Like I want to be in a band that pays my pays my bills and I get to do what I love for a job and everything is fine (laughs) I was like that is that is like that is bottom line like a great situation to be in and it's like if anything else happens above that fantastic but if I'm just at that like thumbs up and now I have a podcast (laughs) it's really unclear
3: like at least from our end looking outside uh like it's really unclear like what point do you hit to like where you're making that kind of money? You know what I mean? Because, you know, you can crunch numbers from like where we stand now and compare it. Like, what would it look like if we were at that level and things like that? And it's just like super hard to gauge, you know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's impossible.
2: (laughs) I'd like to point out that I think it's crazy how uh, much of a business a band is like when we first started we're like oh wow this is so much fun playing music and then two years later like okay we really got to start like doing some shit Like,
3: yeah we i mean we hit this point we i mean we've had a couple conversations like this but i remember the first time we had this conversation we were like hey we don't want to just be a big local band like we want to tour." and then you know we start touring we buy a van all these things and we're like okay we want to live off of this And, uh, you know, I I, I, like I mean, being a band, I mean, people say this all the time, but I don't think like it really registers in everyone's mind is I mean, like, it's basically your second job, Mm. you know, like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing stuff with the band like a couple hours every day, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of work in the long run. I mean, it's fun, you know, I think you just have to like, you have to get yourself in that kind of zone where you're just kind of addicted to the results. Yeah. You know, and like, it's just like, you know, it's instant serotonin when I wake up in the morning and look at Spotify numbers, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, it's it like, it's somebody, my, our buddy, like we, cause we, we have like a, like our band's like five people, but like, we have like a big like team, like, you know, when it comes to management or like people outside of the band that help do stuff. And uh, I was talking to somebody in it and they were like, they were like, you gotta like stop like chasing the rush there. And I'm like, because you're going to get let down by it at some point. And I'm like, yeah, but like, that's the fun of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know, like, this isn't always permanent. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the equivalent of buying scratch off cards right now. <laughs> it, really, it
3: really is. <laughs> uh, but, but like, I think like the cool thing about the industry now, like the unpredictability of it is like, say you got on like a Spotify editorial playlist, like you're bumping your uh, monthly listeners by like 10,000. And, you know, all of a sudden your band looks all, like a lot different. And then say you're on a couple of those and, you know, I might bump by like 15,000 or something like that. You get all these new listeners. Um, you know, it's a big unpredictability in our industry right now. But I think the uh, the goal and the path to get there is probably the clearest it's ever been. Because like five years ago, it, it like, I mean, when we were starting this, I mean, we had no clue what point we were, what we had to do to get to what point you know all we knew was like oh you got to get a label and then the label does everything for you that's that was our thinking yeah i i hope you guys have realized that that's not uh the no. case <laughs> yeah. No, i mean we we know a lot of bands on labels that like are in similar positions or in like you know other positions and i don't are not so great um, I think it's just easy to be like, oh, bro, this band, every band that gets on Fearless Records just blows up, you know, like yeah. things like that. And you're like, wow, what if I just got on that? But, you know, uh, music in the industry is a harsh reality. And But um, I think sometimes like us, people in the band, we just focus too much like on the bad things. And like, really, I mean, like this is the most fun like we've ever had doing stuff you know it, it's it, it's like i was saying i mean like it's really gratifying to wake up in the morning and just like look at numbers and stuff because like it makes you feel good you know um and uh you know i mean just like playing shows even when it's dinky i mean like you know i'll, I'll be able to talk about this for the rest of my life you know you know it's, it, it, it's you know even if it doesn't amount to anything like i'm still having a great time and, you know, I, we, we, I was talking about this with, uh, you know, a couple other people in our band. And it's like when you're like a person that creates, you know, like any kind of art or things like that, like it's different. Like it is, you know, it, it mostly is unhappiness because it's a lot of why isn't this doing better? Things like this. This should be doing better. Uh, you know, feeling like you're better than other people at this and things like that. Um, but like, you know people that like aren't doing the same thing like don't always understand that because it's like you're always going to have that yearn to keep making stuff and to have it be successful i mean it it consumes my life but like that's the fun of it you know what i mean you just have to you have to embrace the madness something we always say is nothing ever works out for us unless it's completely fucked up yeah That's true. Uh, nothing ever
2: works out in this band. Something has to get fucked up every step of the way, but yeah. then it off exponentially in the end. Always, we're like, "How did we get here?"
3: Nothing is nothing is ever smooth sailing, and that's the fun of it, you know. Like it, it's chaos is something that we need to embrace sometimes.
1: <laughs> that's how I live. I only know chaos. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's how I live my life. Uh, I was raised in the chaos so I continue to live in it. <laughs> But what is the most fucked up thing that has happened to you guys? Whether it paid off to be really good or just it was a shit show.
3: Mike, I think I should tell this one because I was physically present for it. Oh, yeah.
2: We'll get get to Mike's
3: point of view. So we were very stupid for a long time and we loved (laughs) to just set money on fire. And we were like, let's just rent van rent a van for uh, for touring so we don't have to buy a van little did i understand that um renting a van for six days was the equivalent of buying one so <laughs> i was like i don't care i'll blow money so we would we would rent a van from uh enterprise and uh we had a little code that helped us before. Long story short, we didn't we didn't have it anymore. So um, like everyone in this band is under twenty-five except their singer, but at the time he was twenty-four. So in Pennsylvania, where we're in town borders, uh, you have to be twenty-five to rent that kind of vehicle. So we had rented it there before, you know, stuff. So. And uh so we go and get the van and uh they tell us, they tell, they, we had already made the uh, reservation and everything too. And we go and they're like, hey man, you can't rent this. Like none of you are over 25. And we're like, why'd you let me make the reservation? And they were like, I don't know. They shouldn't let you do that. And the manager <laughs> came and she was like, I can't do anything. And I was like, I just got <laughs> silent for a second. And I, I'm like recalling this from what everyone else has told me.
1: Uh, did you black out do you have a memory lapse
3: i got really angry Uh, so our singer and our drummer just told me that i yelled this is a crisis um to me it sounded like i was just saying it kind of like out there but they said i like screamed it um so i don't recall this at all and um so like she's just looking at me like dead in her eyes she's like can't do anything and i was like well can you get us like a minivan or something and uh she was like no i've looked for minivans this week everywhere from like pennsylvania to indiana which is like 500 mile distance and like we found a minivan like a half an hour later like uh, you know like a half an hour later like five miles from my house so i mean (laughs) so but like so we call up mike and we're like, hey, problem. And he, I can't remember if he guessed it or not. I think Joey might have. But one of them guessed where they were like, you didn't get the van. <laughs> and we were like, oh, you didn't get it. And we explained it. And uh, Mike was saying, he was like, we got we just got to cancel the dates. We can't go. <laughs> and we're all hanging out in, our drive, in my driveway. And uh, eventually, we decide. We're like, all right, we're just going to take uh, our singers up. Uh, Chevy S10 um and my Honda Accord and we're going to pack all five of us in there us and a photographer and all our gear. So in my back seat, Mike you sat in there so you could probably describe it better like how packed it was, but like it, there was enough room for maybe half a person. <laughs> yeah, it it was unbelievable. We had to cram so
2: much. I mean, we had half a drum set, uh Mason's rack, my head, uh god, we had like merch back there all of our, like, clothes and stuff, and then our photographer.
3: And, and like, this was, like, our book bags were, like, sitting under our feet, like, in the <laughs> seat and everything. Like, it could not have been more packed. Like, we forgot how to pack the cars after the first show, and we were like, oh, crap, how do we do this? And it took us, like, an hour to pack the car again. <laughs> but so, here, Mike, you you you, you want to roll through was happened when we were packing the cars for that?
2: Oh, yeah, so we're... They get back... Uh, we're trying to figure everything out and we're like, all right, we're just going to take the cars. Uh, Mason's neighbor across the street. I don't know what happened, but, uh, he was just over on the ground. So Mason is like, all right, I'm going to be a good Samaritan. I'm going to go help
3: my neighbor up. We're forgetting here. We heard this bump. Like it sounded like a, like it sounded like a, a, like a boulder, like was dropped on my driveway. (laughs) So we hear this thump. So me, so I go over and he's just like laying on the ground and he fell. And, uh, like our drummer comes over and we, we get him inside the house. And I was like, Hey, call your wife. And he was like, okay, okay. And he pushes the phone away. I was like, motherfucker, call your wife. (laughs) (laughs) And so we, uh, we, we, we call like 911 and everything. They take him And, uh, but as Michael point out, I went over and I like I knew the firemen, and I go and I dap them up, and like they're all like in the driveway laughing at me because they're like, what the fuck? Because they didn't know I know them. They were like, what the, fu-? like, the fuck is going on? I thought Mason
2: was trying to be like, yo, bro, thanks for coming. You really helped. We gotta go.
3: Thanks for coming to the show. You want to buy some merch? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they thought I was just like dapping up the whole fire department or something. But. Uh, I, I, close for them yeah so we eventually did that run all in cars and uh it was oh man it it was cramped i'll tell you that
2: (laughs) it was a nightmare honestly like i had so much fun but i would never in a million years do that again i'd (laughs) rather (laughs) tour in cars again
3: it was uh i honestly i don't think you've truly toured until you've toured in cars um our van setup now is pretty awesome because we have a bunch of bunks but like we we've toured in rentals a bunch So like we've slept on uh, like benches and stuff like that, and I'll tell you now, like you know, we we will not sleep on benches again. The setup we have now, we're putting in every van we have till till this band is done. (laughs) Honestly, until the end
2: of time, I'll start buying vans for myself to put the setup
0: in, (laughs) so we can all come and sleep in. (laughs) I did a uh, couple shit. Well, I was I'm in the cover band scene now. Well, I was in the cover band scene before we could not play shows, but, uh, so we did a couple shows in just a caravan of cars or like, <laughs> Oh, let's, we'll meet you in Iowa. Like <laughs> just whenever you can make it to the show, uh, just get in your car and get there. And then one time we were like going to rent a minivan, uh, to drive out to, it was just two shows. It was, um, one was in Cincinnati and the other was in Indianapolis, uh, at, a, at two bars, Oh shit, what was the name of those bars? They were they were shitty. They were fine. They, they the people there were super nice to us. But we were like, "What are we doing here?" Uh and we dro- they didn't have any minivans and they were like, "Oh, you can have this SUV." And they were like, "All right. Well, do you have anything else?" And they're like, "This is the biggest vehicle we currently have that we can give you." And it was like it was like an Escalade, but oh, fitting like drum kit two heads bass amp all this stuff in there uh and then like four do- du- five dudes it's like fitting in all the seats uh uh lizzy you know bodie right yeah yeah bodie is a is a, he's a small boy he's a he's a,
1: a small he, boy he's
0: short but he's thick he's just like buff uh he's just like sitting in the middle and he was like guys this like really sucks <laughs> <laughs> we're like yep let's just uh let's just drive fast just get there get it over with yeah. this is not the expectation that we had going into this weekend we also had like a guest drummer playing with us for the weekend and we were Was that
1: that annoying one? Yes. Okay, yes. I remember this.
0: <laughs> guys, I want you you guys might appreciate this story cuz I love telling this story. We're driving uh from Indianapolis back to Chicago cuz it's like a 3 hour drive the show ended and we're like fuck it we're going home um he looked out the window he just like talked a lot he just like just constantly saying words and like he wasn't playing drums well and some of the words he would say would just be awful words like just stupid stupid shit that he was saying out of his mouth the whole time and we're just like fed up we're all tired like like nobody knew him well enough to be like dude shut up like just just relax for a little while yeah. he looks out the window and he goes Oh, my God, guys! The moon and that was like the end of it for me and I started like i didn't want to say anything out loud, but I started group texting everybody else in the car. It's like, did this motherfucker just explain the moon to all of us did this did this this human man thought that all of us in our in our adulthood had never seen the fucking moon before, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh, let me explain what this thing in the sky looks oh like." My God. I was like, I'm fed. up, and like, nobody's, everybody's trying not to laugh. I'm like fuming in the front seat and everybody else is like, oh my God, dude, like, please stop. I cannot stop laughing. I'm going to, he's going to know something is up. Like, please just drop it. I'm like, no, this is it. This is the last straw. He said way worse shit than that. But it was like, nope, that is, it's like, we are stuck in this car. We are, it is full. It is packed to the brim. I'm like, I am done with this man yeah so don't ever explain the moon to anybody i guess while you're on uh while you're on tour (laughs) yeah we were very picky about
3: who we bring on tour with us (laughs)
0: yeah i i mean when you get into like the cover band scene then it's like no you're playing the show i don't care who shows up to it like in in original bands i feel like the people who show up are part of it and we're trying to bring like that same aspect into these shows but like when you're like, oh, our drummer is injured. He can't make it. Uh, well, we uh, have these two shows booked. There's money on the line. Like, we have to go and play these shows. And it's just like, yeah, I I, I would have paid money to not play these shows. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paid money to not have to drive that long with this man. He ordered... Oh, my God. He ordered... We went to fucking IHOP for breakfast uh, in Cincinnati. And we're like right before we left, we're like, all right, let's just get some breakfast at IHOP. And he's like looking through the menu and he goes, Oh, what's uh, what's this like Thanksgiving dinner thing on here? And the waiter's like, Oh, it's like Turkey. Like, you know, it's like gravy and mashed potatoes and all that. It's, it's like 10 in the morning. And he's like, yeah, you know what? That sounds good. I'll take that. And I thought he was joking. I thought he's like, just like, why the hell do you have this Thanksgiving dinner on your menu? And then he full on ordered it and then full on ate it. And then hours later was like, guys, I am really not feeling well. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like all of the worst choices you could make while riding in this, this car. And ordering food and on tour like we're, we're out for like a day and it's like this is the worst experience i've ever had
3: <laughs> oh man
0: so i can imagine it's oh. also like if you're around the people you care about and you like and that you spend all this time with you're at least like okay hey man don't get that to eat
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, don't be a fucking idiot and do that thank you
3: I think we all get along really good on tour. Honestly, probably better than we do like normally. Um, I will say, though, and I bring it up to everybody, but Mike needs to be shamed for it. Mike, Mike needs to buy a CPAP, and I'm going to buy him one if I have to, because Mike has the most violent snoring I've ever
1: heard of. Violent snoring. That's quite a description.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Pretty awful. I really thought you were going to out me for being a 100 Gex fan. I didn't think this. To- oh, <laughs> no,
1: we work. love 100 Gex in this house. Maybe not, Brian, but I do.
0: <laughs> There's so many bands where I'm like, what is he this know name? And is it's, this a band? Is oh, this a Brian, <laughs>
1: Brian, 100 Gex is like the new scene music. Like yeah. Broken Side, 100 Gex, but yeah. better than Broken Side.
3: It's yeah. it, it, Mike plays it all the time and he tries to say it ironically because he, he knows we'll shame him for it. Uh, <laughs> it There's no irony there, your love. What, what's, the, what's the song where it's like you got such, uh,
0: um, such a small truck? that?
3: He plays that one a lot. Honestly, I almost kind of like it at this point because I've heard it so much. <laughs>
1: I didn't realize they're from Chicago. One of my friends at work was like, "I think you would really like this band because I listened to it, and I just thought of you immediately." And I, they turned it on. I'm like, "You thought I was a scene queen in my past life?" Are you are
3: you gonna are you gonna play that on the radio now?
1: No, I mean, I, I <laughs> wish I could. But I'm pretty sure there's some FCC rules and regulations. In <laughs> yeah,
0: if not, we should start. There. <laughs> I'm interested in this band now. I'll have to listen to them. And if I hate it, you're knowing have that to. they're here, you're I gonna have find to find them. It, so. You're going to hate it. And you're going
3: to get like violently angry. So yeah. like, don't, don't, don't blame us for it. <laughs> the
1: universe
0: wanted you to hear it. He's going <laughs> to
1: angrily text me in our Discord. He'll be like, what the fuck is this? What,
0: <laughs> what is this nonsense? What have you done? What, have, what has music become? Listen,
1: we're not turning up Death Grips here, at least. Oh, Death, Death
0: I, Grips is Mike fine. I love Death Grips. Yeah, yeah I love Death Grips too. I do not like the
3: Death Grips. It it is just uh not it is too much for me. It's too much going on at once.
1: I was once I was once seeing a dude and he said like oh me and my best friend listen to Death Grips and he didn't listen. He had listened like old like eighties music, which I was like fucking weird. But he was like oh me and my friend put on Death Grips, we get like super hyped up. I'm like are you all right like i don't know anyone who really does that like it doesn't listen like to an like an adjacent genre to death grips and just listens to it to get hyped and then turns on like fucking toto in the background (laughs) like i'm dead ass serious i this we were seeing each other once like the africa mean was huge and like you know it was just starting to come up so i was like oh yeah like Africa by Toto, like it hits like completely joking, and he puts on their entire fucking discography.
2: Oh no! To try to like
1: set the mood, I'm like, this is not what I was going for. Like, this is absolutely nothing I fucking wanted nor asked for. Don't know why you thought that that was, but it's completely wrong.
3: Have you heard? Uh, have you heard Africa by Toto? But it's, but it's, uh, but the vocals are a half step down, and it's, and it's uh, like two beats, two beats off time. <laughs> no it's yeah. on youtube i'll send it to you guys it is insane it like gives me a migraine when i listen to it
2: <laughs> that's the same have you seen the uh the system of a down one i think it's chopsy but the vocals are uh beat off yeah
0: yes oh that one's bad too that's they are <laughs> they're fury inducing our uh our one friend is in the chat right now courtney said that africa is the best song ever which I'm, I kind of agree with.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying, like, you just don't take that meme and then think, you know, what I'm gonna do to impress somebody? The entire Toto discography.
3: Okay. Yeah. Is- do you know another? Af- or do you know another
0: Toto song? Uh, Rosanna. What you and know? One <laughs> toe the line. I was
1: thinking of like, there's one that's a chick. Hold name. the line. It's yeah. not Roxanne. I, I no. don't know
0: any. I only know Africa. I or- mean, again i'm like a thousand most important years one old one to know yeah it's the weezer cover
1: Oh, because yeah, didn't, didn't they crubs. do
0: uh rosanna as a cover because they were like everybody was like weezer you got to do this africa cover and they're like fine we're gonna cover toto and then they put out rosanna as a cover
3: oh
0: <laughs> it's like just to fuck with everybody no it's a great weezer
3: cover is no no scrubs by tlc yeah, um, good. it is. I, I came into work and my
1: people. coworker was playing. He's like, this is awful. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we are playing this right now.
0: <laughs> i oh my god. I, it is so good. I love Weezer. Courtney's reminding me that we were born in the 80s, so that I would, mean no, uh, that we weren't. Courtney <laughs> and I went to high school together, so we are exact same age, and she was also listing off Toto songs in the chat. So <laughs> <laughs> to give you an idea about uh, how these 80 kids 80s kids get down with uh with toto oh. <laughs> i also think it's like those commercials that happen like late at night and they were like oh here's a here's this like collection of greatest hits from the 80s and it's like just toto for like 30 seconds and i'm like yeah all right i <laughs> yeah. know that song yeah,
3: yeah, now. That yeah, yeah. I, I, I rock with some 80s songs easy lover by philip bailey and phil collins that's that's a, <laughs> right there. That's a really good what's that one song with michael jackson the other guy where it's like i always
2: feel like Oh,
0: uh, oh that's shit! What's good. his name? Uh, fuck! What's that guy's name? He
3: he was like the president of Motown's son. Yeah, and he yeah. he like couldn't sing at all, but like he got a record deal anyway.
1: You <laughs> know when you're the president, <laughs> <laughs>
0: when
1: you're when you're the son of the president of any music industry, you get whatever you want, whether you're good or not.
0: <laughs> his name is Rockwell. <laughs> he oh, rocks that's Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> um. I do want to, uh, talking about your music. Uh, I wanted to, uh, talk about your two music videos cause that was, uh, Actually, one of the reasons we took a notice of you when we got an email in our inbox was because uh, you filmed two music videos. I watched them; they're awesome, uh, and the thank songs you. are great too. So it, it
1: does give me big like old school Hawthorne Heights vibes, and yeah. I'm a big Hawthorne Heights person. So I was like, "All oh,
0: right, I I we, it. <laughs> we we played a show with them years ago. They're great." But so thank you for that. I, we appreciate that. I guess that is Ohio, right? I was I was gonna every time we interview a band that's not from Chicago, I'm like, "So do you know all of these bands from that state personally?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I don't know anybody from Chicago so like why would I ask that from anybody else?
3: It's cool because when you're from Ohio, Ohio Metalcore is like such a legend here like Attack Attack uh, 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 Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. I, I don't like this band but Miss May I like they're
0: like Ohio Metalcore is just like the thing yeah I'm thinking like Foxy Shazam uh, <laughs> Foxy Shazam? <laughs> that
1: face. I never fucked with Foxy Shazam either. They were huge in my high school, but it just (laughs) went over my head. I was never one of the indie kids. I never had a neutral milk. No, they
0: they they, their first album was like straight up like artsy grindcore. It was fucked up. And then they put out like (laughs) like piano, like hardcore, sort of like punky sounding stuff. And then it was like just straight up like art pop, like rock music. But I've also, that's like one of the most violent pits I've ever been in because the sing or the... Singer at the beginning of their set jumped onto the audience and kicked me right in the forehead. Oh after singing an a cappella song. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. We're going off. Uh, Are you sure that, you girl? weren't at a
3: Pentatonix uh, concert?
0: Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> listen, it'd be the most violent Pentatonix show of all time. Uh, oh my
1: god. Them that and- was me trying to start pits during the Jonas Brothers shows. All three of them I went to in Chicago. Oh, and I was like, god. please <laughs> do this. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up right now in the seats that no one asked for.
3: So real quick, which, which is your favorite of the brothers? This is always this always tells a lot about a person's <laughs>
1: I'm a Nick girl, ride or die.
3: <laughs> I I would not have pinned you for that. You seem like uh who's the old, who's the main like the main one? The one that's Joe. not Nick? Joe. The one, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Joe Joe. Uh,
3: you seem like a Joe, you seem like a Joe kind of person. I'm <laughs> just what people like,
1: tell me, but I've always been a Nick girl <laughs> at my heart.
3: I, I at least I didn't say something mean like I called you like a Kevin, a Kevin girl. That's <laughs> like <laughs> Would you have yeah, got like how like violently angry would you? I would have. <laughs> I
1: would have been. I if you said that I was a Frankie Jonas, the bonus Jonas, I would have been. <laughs> he's in an indie band himself, and he's doing great. <laughs> if you said Jonas, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm offended.
3: Nick Jonas actually put out a kind of good indie record. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah. Like, it's about, like five six years ago. So props to him. I'm sorry, Brian. You were saying something,
0: and I went off into a million tangents. No, it's totally fine. I'm actually surprised how often we talk about Jonas Brothers on this podcast. <laughs>
1: Listen, I have a couch signed by them in my basement right now that my brother's using and won't put up in my office up here because he used it to hang with his friends.
0: I will also add that Courtney's in the chat saying they did Kevin dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is for the old folks.
1: Kevin has children. He's okay? got a TV
0: show. He got a TV show. He'll be yeah, fine. He, he, got that yeah. money.
1: he got that hard yeah. entertainment news money. He's oh, going Yeah.
0: Uh, so back to your music. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So you the two videos, uh, were shot with, uh, Alex Eric from Chicago. Yes. Uh, who I met, uh, awkwardly at a show cause I've watched a lot of his music videos cause I always think they're really good. And he's worked with a bunch of my friends and then I'm like, Hey, you're, you're, you're Alex, right? He's like, yeah, what's up. I'm like, uh, I'm, i'm brian he's like oh cool man i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm talking to like that and then we ended up talking for a while and he's like yeah if you ever want to like hang out on a shoot like let me know like uh he's working with a, cu- a couple of my friends again uh so i was like oh these videos like shot by him let me check him out and i was like yeah this is fucking awesome so i don't know if you want to talk about like shooting those videos and i've never seen like two videos like waiting to get dropped so <laughs> like i'm always just like oh, no. it's done put it on youtube go
3: Something about Alex is that he's a total memer and we are a memer band. So like it, it is like it is like it is like gasoline in a match when we get together. It's just perfect.
2: Yeah, it really is. Working with Alex is like the most fun, seamless interactions like he he's just so much fun to work with. And uh, it's pretty cool to shoot a mi- music video and posts at the same time. <laughs> and uh, uh, in the Grey Matter music video, for the first, like, two hours of the shoot, he kept asking, he's like, all right, who's going to go get beer? And we're in Pennsylvania in uh, Erie, so it's kind of hard to get beer. Like, you have to go and find a liquor store.
3: Mm. Good luck like, finding a, a liquor store in Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, seriously. So I'm... <laughs> I in leave. Ohio, oh go on,
3: Mason. I'm I'm sorry. I just gotta say this, and I'll let you have the whole soapbox. In Ohio, you could literally buy liquor at a McDonald's. Like it is that <laughs> easy to get in Ohio. In Pennsylvania, it's not. You have to like get a license. <laughs> All right. Is it because <laughs> of the Amish? It might be. It might That's, be. It's, it's like. Point.
0: The Puritans or something like they pass different laws. I, I have seen a drive-through liquor store in Ohio and was like, "Do I need anything?" Is that legal? Right do they not yeah, have Ohio. those there? No, dude. No. no? Oh, there's like a hundred of them here. They yeah, can't I've, even I've get I,
1: legislation I to pass for the last like three months just to have people do single like to go like alcoholic drinks yeah. like not as like a package but like as a single like this is my one thing goodbye. Like they still won't even pass that here.
3: Yeah wow oh my this is like part of our culture here that's amazing wow so like you guys you guys have like a billion cool things you have the bean um and we have drive through you know liquor stores yeah you know i feel like that's a fair trade-off
0: i'll trade you the bean dude i'll give you the bean i'll
1: trade you the bean we want
0: that we're taking the bean whether you like it or not in its place you can just drive through and get it's gonna be a new
1: facebook event it's like in the (laughs) Help the safe the the bean bean. Back
3: to Ohio. <laughs> did you uh, did you guys see when Heart Attack Man was uh, selling uh, the orange beanie yes,
1: on, eBay? on eBay? When I like, Yeah,
3: that's gonna be our thing. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna steal the bean. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm sorry. You go, you go ahead with your thing.
2: <laughs> Dude, I don't even remember, but Alex. I, know, I love working with Alex.
3: Uh, we we for two hours we were either figuring out who was going to get beer or what kennedy was going to wear because kennedy walked up to the shoot wearing these uh grass stained white shoes and alex was like no you're not wearing them not wearing them it made joey switch shoes with because <laughs> joey was behind the drum kit and then we were like basically arguing about that for at least two hours um uh, but Alex is a great dude, man. I he he comes out to Erie, Pennsylvania, like every every couple months and shoots music videos with a bunch of people, especially like bands on our management. And literally every time he comes out, we're like, we we can't afford it. We're not going to shoot a video, and then we end up shooting a damn video.
0: <laughs>
3: so
2: he's just too good to pass up. That's the problem. Is like he he is like a pretty prolific name in this scene. So like working with him is. Not only is it fun, but it's also like, holy shit, we get to do something with this guy who's like actually a name for himself.
3: Yeah, because I could show anybody the pushing daisies video by Belmont and be like, yo, bro, my band shot with the same
0: <laughs> same and, guy.
3: Yeah. And then all, I everyone's gonna be like, Oh bro, who cares? <laughs> but regardless, I get the brag. Yeah. So no, he's a great dude. And I honestly, for the quality of work he does and everything, I I mean he's He's very uh, cost-efficient. <laughs> yeah, <I, I> <laughs>
2: like we don't pay
3: him enough, honestly. Yeah, you know, we honestly probably don't pay him enough. But he's really good at, like, he. if you give him a certain style you want the video to be, like, he knows how to do it really well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, a lot of bands in our scene have those, like, you know, it's, it's a desaturated video with fog and, like, it's just got that look. I mean, yeah. he can produce that look like that. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he just knows how to do that down to a T. And he knows how to do like a bunch of things where it's just like, I can't believe he's so good at different aspects of doing these videos. Like he can do so many different styles of videos. It's ridiculous.
0: It's awesome. I'll tell him that when I finally hit him, because it's like, yeah, <laughs> hit me up. If you ever want to come on a shoot and it's like, well, I don't know if we're going to be doing that anytime soon. So I haven't talked to him since that that specific time, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll at least let him know that you guys had nice things to say on our podcast maybe we'll interview him at some point. <laughs> Ooh, yeah,
3: there we go. He better shout us out. Yeah.
1: He better.
0: Better. Uh is it you mentioned that he uh shoots out in that uh in the eerie area a lot. That's a really hard uh, two words to say right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> eerie eerie. Era. Um mm-hmm. is, is it like I mean management wise cuz I, I I don't know a lot of bands that have management that aren't like just massive fucking, you know. Touring the entire United agencies. States and all that, yeah. So are you know saying are
3: you saying we're a disappointment because we have uh, management? We're not massive. No, I'm <laughs> saying
0: uh, you guys are doing the right thing. Where you're more you're more focused on getting management and getting connected to a lot of things. Because uh, a, a label is just going to do a lot of that for you, but you owe them money. And yeah. management is like we are working with you to give you to, to give you the access to these things so that we can all make money together or at yeah. the very least, like, you know, that you're going to get like what you are paying for.
3: Yeah. We don't feel like we're chained down in debt. Yeah. Um, I guess like the, the story of all that was like we put out a song called "Runaway" in like late 2018. And uh, to be blunt, like, I mean, we, you know, you can ask Mike the same thing. We thought this song was going to be much bigger than it was um and you know it didn't fare very well and we were like okay this is the last straw like we need to take a jump because the universe just isn't gonna fix things for us you know
2: yeah so, we really thought like uh it songs we're just gonna organically take off we're like mm-hmm. all right we're gonna put this up and then
3: tomorrow it'll have a million views yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, I mean pretty much like we were like oh like it's it's this is a fantastic song and has to blow up but mm-hmm. like You know, uh, obviously the industry doesn't work like that. You know, sometimes it's hard not to think that way because you're so consumed by how much you love your art. You know what I mean? Um, But we, we hit that final straw. We were like, we have to get management and everything. We started writing this song, all these songs for the space between words that comes out in August. And we were like, there's no way we can't have a proper release for all this stuff. And we had never done press, PR, any of that before this. So, you know, we just needed somebody to guide us through like, you know, doing this stuff. A lot of a lot of people will say, like, hey, try to do everything yourself, which totally if you can do it yourself efficiently, go for it. That's what I would say. But we did not have that ability and we really needed all the resources that came with signing on the management. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, because we pretty much went into everything completely Mm -hmm. blind. So like I can't even imagine what we would be doing right now if we didn't have management.
3: You should see some of the emails I sent like two years ago. Like, oh, uh, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We, we, I remember we. I won't say who, but we sent an email out to like a booking agency that was like kind of reputable, and we were like, "Hey, can you uh, can you have this band come for like a one stop?" Oh
1: my
3: god! And we were like, I, like, we just didn't realize how insane that was when we said that. And like now, I'm like, I would never in a million years say that. <laughs>
1: No, we, we definitely agree the management. We were talking about like, you know, press and everything because I can do that because that's what I usually do. But I'm like, I don't f- I feel like an asshole being like, here's a press release for my podcast that you can get a hold of me for that. I took quotes <laughs> from <laughs> one other person and myself. Like, it just seems one, it feels egotistical, too. It's also <laughs> like, well, there's no way that I can handle all that plus everything else I'm doing. And then he'd be like, Hey, Brian, I also need you to do this. Yeah.
3: And you, he's be you, like, what? You need to embrace the egotism. Like you need to just basically become like Franz and just like, God. It, just like that complex just consume you.
0: I don't know if I can, would, should <laughs> do any, do that. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that it is like as a band and, and, back to the, the the question you asked before about like in a market where there are so many bands is like, if you're, if you're coming into an email, like, Hey, I'm the singer of this band or, Hey, I, I am a member of this band, like whatever it is, venues are going to go like, cool. Can you sell tickets? Or like, everybody's going to look at you like, eh, like who are you? Like, why are you emailing me? And I think that uh, people don't realize that when they when it is so saturated, like you, you can use that additional voice to just sort of put you just one tick above the above the where everybody else is. Uh, I think podcasts are weird because it's like, hey, we're an independent podcast, and people are like, oh yeah, I also have a, a Mac laptop and GarageBand, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like no, we actually work hard. <laughs> like fuck.
1: What I what I like to throw in just to be that person because I've been a lot of people. They're like, well. I hire somebody to edit my podcast. And then I also realized I'm like, that's the game I should really be getting into, first mm-hmm. of all. But second of all, I was like, well, I kind of went to school and I know how to edit this up and down, friend. I'd have awards for this. So I'm just <laughs> saying, yeah. Who's a, who has the more reputability behind being a podcaster now?
3: <laughs> so like she basically was just flexing there, like who who's like, who's got really got the power here? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> No, we're we're an equal partnership. But yeah, we're, like when well, we talk to other people, we'll we'll flex and be like, like okay, <laughs> but you have this podcast. But here's like, the thing,
3: <laughs> Brad, like Brian is basically like Joff, uh, King Joffrey, and like you're basically like Tywin Lannister in the background, being like, yeah, like a little it, bit. We we know who's really
0: running the show. <laughs> Lizzie does not get that reference, but I get it, and it is absolutely no, It I is correct.
1: I don't have time to watch it's like,
0: TV. So Lizzie keeps mentioning at some of our podcasts, like, oh, yeah, I have to finish this project for my podcasting class. And I'm like, if you're taking a podcasting class, why isn't this podcast better?
1: <laughs> it <laughs> and is. I'm it's, like, just, it's supposed to be long form and you don't yeah, want to have it like
0: structured I know. like that. That's more, the thing. It's more like, hey, I'd like to do all of this good stuff for our podcast. And I'm just like, hold on. I have to press a bunch of buttons and fuck it up. <laughs>
1: It's like, this is how you do NPR-style podcasts, which I really love doing. He's like, oh, that's, we're not going to do that right now, ma'am. It's
0: like, I can't shit Just talk there. on a long-form news podcast. <laughs> well, here's the
1: thing. You kind of can't. <laughs> uh,
0: the news is this, and my thoughts on that are, fuck it. <laughs> there are too many bands in Chicago. Oh man, you're gonna you're you're gonna start like a battle with this. Yeah,
1: we're gonna get angry tweets, and I'm gonna have to deal with them.
3: You're gonna you're gonna have like every local band like going down
0: your throat. Oh god, 100. Uh, so we're at about a. a, a an hour 20 right now. Um, So I want to make sure that we get you uh, get all your plugs out where people can find you, get those Spotify plays up, uh, unlock your stuff on top. What's that fans? (laughs) Only fans. (laughs) No, not uh, advertise your only fans, whatever you need in this time. Whatever we need in this. Uh, wherever, wherever anybody can find you on the internet uh, to support you to listen to your music. Uh, I don't know if those videos are up, but if they are, if they can go and watch those. So, the only video we have up right
3: now is Mountain Eyes uh, off of the new record. But we do have a video for a single from like two years ago, Lockwood, that's up too. And we have all our music up on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music, YouTube, any of that stuff like that. Um, we have another song and video coming out next month and then an EP coming out in August and more stuff after that. I mean, we're, we're constantly working. Um, you could find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that. Our handle is at safest ledge O H. Um, Mike, is there anything we need to plug? Uh, listen, to, uh, listen to mountain uh, eyes on Spotify.
2: Yeah. <laughs> listen to my nice on spot if i put in playlists uh show it to your grandma your
0: grandpa,
3: <laughs> the man bro uh please do not please do not put it in an endless loop cycle that does a lot of harm <laughs> <laughs> wow really? of spotify account oh wow <laughs> yeah don't do that um uh great yeah gray matter com- our next single comes out next month um do we want to do any shout outs mike we want to do any shout outs uh shout out to the rest of the band that couldn't be here that's right shout out reese specifically our uh, our lead guitar player reese uh we do this thing where we just absolutely torture him and we compare him to a bunch of people he really doesn't like, like <laughs> since he has long hair we just say he looks like every guy with long hair that he can't stand like we say so he like produces music too so uh I don't, do you guys know who Glenn from Spectre Sound Studios is on YouTube? No. So he's, he's this guy, on YouTube. Mike hates him too. Honestly, I don't really like him either. But <laughs> he's this guy on YouTube that he, he's like a recording YouTuber. Mm. And his like whole gag is like how much he shits on bass players. Um, <laughs> and like, so <laughs> we we always make jokes about how Reese is like, how <laughs> yeah, Reese looks like him and everything. He gets so mad. Or we'll say he looks like Rick Rubin or um just any literally anybody with long hair he doesn't like will say he looks like him so shout out reese for all the all the all the shit he takes from us yeah he, he played my sharona for us the other day oh just yeah we just, made yeah. him learn my sharona <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> what did i say to him i was like play my sharona but as smoke on the water
1: yeah. oh my god <laughs> I, I was like
3: I was like, play the notes to my Sharona, but play it as Smoke <laughs> on the Water.
0: <laughs> dun, dun. I think I made... I can't even think of how to do that.
3: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, shout out him. Shout out our management, the Andromeda Agency. Shout out the Standby. Shout out Carpool and their new record. Shout out Cliff Diver from Oklahoma. Um, you got anybody to shout out, Mike? No, you
0: got all my shout outs. I was just going to shout out our pool.
3: Shout out Dan Calderon specifically. Um,
0: (laughs) Everybody else too, but him specifically.
3: Specifically, Um, I honestly, I can't think of anything else. I don't know. We have a new single coming out next month. It's called Gray Matter. Uh, The music video is going to premiere on BVTV Music on YouTube. Um, It's a really great video. Alex Zarek uh, shot it himself. Um, we use some really cool tricks in it, so it's really cool. He specifically is very hyped about it, so we're excited for that. You can watch Mountain Eyes' music video on BBTV Music on YouTube right now and stream the single on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the hell else. And, uh, I don't know, chill. We're trying to do some stuff. We, we I don't know, follow us, watch our memes, I guess. Yeah. We're going to be very active uh, these next couple months and hopefully next year we go back to touring. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) I see tours get rescheduled for January now uh, where they were before were scheduled from November. So I think that's the sign there. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I know
1: I have a show that got rescheduled, the Hot Mulligan Tour. They're like, oh, we're coming December 6th. I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna work. We'll see. But let's (laughs) maybe hope so. Yeah.
3: (laughs) On a side note, that band has like gotten really big. Oh yeah. And it's really cool to see because Mm -hmm. like I'd like I think I knew about them like last year or the year before, and like seeing how gigantic they got big like over the past like couple months is really awesome. I saw.
1: I saw them play like a local. It's called Evolution Music out here. It's literally like a music store and they just had a stage in the back and it was with Belmont as the headliner. And there was maybe like 70 kids in this room, maybe not even. And like they had like a little bit of an elevated stage and everyone was just like popping the fuck off and going <laughs> off. This was like this is 2017 cuz that's when I graduated from college and I was like this band is so fucking good cuz I didn't like really listen to them too much before I went there. I was mainly there for Belmont. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god." spicy take i think they're better than <laughs> belmont
3: <laughs> Ooh, big spicy take right there I, I i um i one question i have for you guys is like what are you bumping right now what's your record of choice right now mine is it's a band called locket um i have no idea what the record oh, i've
1: heard of locket i like them i've heard a couple of their singles and i was like oh this band hits
3: <laughs> yeah they're on fearless records um they're fantastic that's that's what's my big thing right now How about you guys
0: I have to look. I'll be well, honest. Like I'm going to
1: say, I, I'm gonna have to pop this up real quick here. Are I'm you a podcast
0: to... only guy, Brian? Is that no, it? Uh, the thing right now is like, if I'm listening to music, it's not just me that's listening to the music. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's going out to everybody else in my apartment. So I try to be like kind of mindful about, about what music so that everybody can enjoy it. Um, found out about
1: this so you're only
0: playing Africa by Toto. Yeah, pretty much every day. <laughs>
1: I found this older band called Nightmare Review. They sound like a modern, like, The Cure to me. Oh, cool. So I've been really bumping so them. Strong. I just saw them. They had they came in, like, I never listened to playlist mix. I'm one of those people who only listen to, like, albums straight through. And I don't like playlist mix at all. It's You're
3: very them. old school. Old yeah. school.
1: <laughs> so I found it randomly because I was going through. Um, I also really like the Sodder Bombs, too.
3: Sonderbombs, they're from Cleveland. Uh, uh, Kevin Cappy, we know him. he uh, He's in the Grievance Club and is also in the Sonderbombs.
1: Well, that's awesome. Yeah, now I've been bumping them. And then um, somebody else that we were interviewing, my um, friend Alex from Bad Planning um, about like last month or two ago, he reminded me, he's, he's the only other person I know who likes Crucial Dudes. And I was like, I love Crucial Dudes. <laughs> so I've been listening to them like throwing it back big time.
3: They, oh, you know what I realized, too? I forgot Rise Against is from Chicago, too. You guys have so yeah. many fans there.
1: I, yeah, I think it's got I've seen Rise Against probably like <laughs> eight or nine times to be 100%. I saw them at their house of the van shows, like 200 fucking people. Ooh. It was insane. I got a press pass. And then I got it like the day before it was supposed to happen. I called like literally 16 of like my friends. And I was like, <laughs> who can go with me? And I got to literally like the very last person on my list. Like, Okay, I'll go.
3: I saw them in I saw them in
0: 2011,
3: and that was one of the best shows I've ever been to. They were fantastic.
0: They're They're very much like
1: every time we see them.
0: Yeah, they're just like that band that's like on the gig, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll go to that. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, I
1: I know I'm going to at least like this band if I don't like any other band.
3: Yeah, Mike, what's your current right now? Is it Origami Angel or Glass Beach?
1: Ooh,
3: Uh, it's uh, actually neither. It's still the new carly ray jepson album he loves
1: Ooh. carly ray
2: jepson hey, he really he's loves. not
1: wrong
3: yeah he <laughs> loves it sucks. it's good st- it's good stuff i'm not, i'm not gonna dog on mike for that it's really good yeah. Dude,
1: I, I don't know, know what thing it is do gang too i love origami <laughs> <Angel.
3: laughs> yeah
2: origami angels really dope i actually uh, only found out about them because uh of carpool because <laughs> i would listen to their last record they put out and then it would go to the radio and then origami angel would
0: come out like yo this band rips
3: bro isn't idaho so good yeah it's so good so good man they're so good brian what, what have you decided on
0: yeah i i mean i don't know i'm usually going between like so every friday on twitch i do like a dj set so i've been listening to like a lot of like older bands like Today I listened to the used uh bring me the horizon I listened to a lot, and then uh I had like a kick like a couple weeks ago for thirty seconds to Mars, and I was like that's in like my most recently played uh I don't know I get down with uh thirty seconds to Mars quite a bit, but yeah i don't know i i, I don't have anything uh i don't know i i don't all of these bands that you're saying to me could be anything they could be uh a a, a t shirt company they could be <laughs> Uh, the name of a magazine, it could be a band, it could be like a hundred different things. And just like, oh yeah, these words combined sound like something that exists. <laughs> um, we,
3: <laughs> when you, when you play the Spotify game, like as hard as we do, like with, just cause it's like the only way to succeed in the industry now. Mm-hmm. It, you, I just, I feel like we like just are like so up to date with every band now because like, we're just like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. So,
0: uh wow i i yeah i, I promise i'll listen to better music but <laughs> the, the next time I've i get the same get question him.
1: i've been trying to get him on the new music train actively for the last. what time. have you
3: been trying to throw on him like have you been easing him into stuff or have you I've been just been like oh here's stuff that's like
2: you've been throwing
0: like
3: a new emo like,
2: you, like yeah.
0: no you're 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 just like here 100 gecks now 100 out. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh my god it turns out i hate music um <laughs> You try to get me to like the new All Time Low record, which
1: yeah, because it hits.
0: Yeah, I've listened to a couple songs now. It's it's good. I I'm not a huge All Time Low fan. Is the thing like I'm like yeah, it's fine. It's it's a band. I think Mike uh, likes the band. I don't. I I, I
2: yeah. I, I was a a classic All Time Low fan. He was. I was in like the fucking ninth grade and I was like, bro, All Time Low is going to change everything. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that's when I started looking for everything. Kids, oh, Forever yeah. as kids. Oh I w- maybe the worst live band ever. <laughs>
2: that was, yeah, I used to love this band so much, and then I saw them at Warped Tour, and I was like, oh, never mind. Ha ha, that was funny.
1: This is a fun game. I guess we're just gonna go out the door. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think the worst live band I ever saw was Asking Alexandria.
1: That's a fair assessment.
3: Mm. Like yeah, no, no right. cap. They were like r- really like wow. It was like wow. I can't believe they did that.
1: Well, they just dropped like a new album. I think like this year, and everyone was like, "Why did you do that?" Because it, it straight sucked, apparently, which I believe. And they were like, "Oh, well, what if we put out another album in the summer?" And everyone's like, "Stop, please, don't <laughs> let this die." No one's asking for anything you're putting out.
0: <laughs> Man, and then living the dream. More power to them. <laughs> they feel like like being British. They feel like a band that does not want to be British and wants to only appeal to Trump country. And I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. You, you have no stake in this. You do not vote in this country. So therefore, you're just like, that's our audience. We will sell to them. And I'm like, what have you done? You used to just play like hardcore music with all of your black t-shirts in a, in a warehouse that it was raining in for some reason. I don't know. <laughs>
3: I think they saw the Volbeat crowd and we were like, we got to get
0: that Volbeat money. Yeah. Oh, God. Which that Volbeat money I don't know. That doesn't track to me, but apparently it's working.
3: <laughs> yeah. So me and Mike say all the time that we just want to, we just want to do this for our career. I, I just, but I don't know if I could play Volbeat. I don't know <laughs> if I could do that. That's a little too far for me. I, I I think at that point I would start to hate it. So yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to play like butt dad metal. <laughs> There's no way. so so it, it, if the world is dying to know, we will not sell out for that
0: good
1: (laughs) good i'm glad that you have your 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 limitations and you know everything's just placed down and that's it
0: somehow we started on butt rock and we are uh i'll I'll close out the podcast here and we can keep chatting for a little bit uh but yeah we're we're closing out with butt rock too so just just both cheeks on both ends anyway (laughs) uh let me let me just cue up the music here and play it and we will yeah we'll just keep chatting on twitch for uh Courtney and whoever else wants to come next week uh or whenever we're online uh yeah uh Mason Mike thank you for joining us on the Emo Social Club podcast this week thank you for having us and yeah, thank- uh, from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast uh I am Brian
1: and I'm Lizzie
0: and goodbye haha <laughs>